0: Learn how to eat better, get healthy, and help animals. Welcome to Main Street Vegan with your host, Victoria Moran.
1: We're hearing dire predictions around climate change. Things like we're 12 years from the end of the world. I get it. It's serious. And yet... If enough people go vegan or even get in the vegan ballpark and do it soon enough, those grim diagnoses will change. Today's program with guests Ivana Lynch and Susie Amos Cameron aims to help that happen. Hi, everybody. I'm Victoria Moran, your host. To longtime listeners, you mean the world to all of us at the main street vegan program and to new listeners. We're so honored to have you here. So if you want to know more about what happens at main street vegan, please visit us at mainstreetvegan.net and you can learn all about main street vegan Academy, the preeminent program for training aspiring vegan coaches, educators, and entrepreneurs. And while you're there, Do check out what I'm so, so excited about right now. And that is the upcoming documentary, A Prayer for Compassion. This is the film that asks the question, okay, we know Beyonce wants you to go vegan, but what about God? Hmm? (laughs) we're doing pre-screenings in the month of February in Dallas and Gainesville you can find more out about that at MainStreetVegan.net and our gala world premiere is happening in New York City March the 5th we would love to have you there do check that out and I just love it that you're with us right now A couple of amazing things are going on in the world, and some of them are happening right now, this very day. And I realize you could be listening to the podcast at some time in the future, but just make a note that February 6th, 2019, just might have been a red letter day in the saving of this planet. You can tell your grandchildren. There was an announcement made today that my first guest is going to give us some details on, but I'm gonna give you the announcement because I'm so excited. This is something I've known about for a while, and I've been told, you have to keep it under wraps. You can't say anything about this until February 6th. Well, you know, that is very hard. Some people are good at keeping secrets and some aren't. It's been hard for me, but today I can tell the world and I can certainly tell you, that the Million Dollar Vegan campaign has launched today. And what that is, is a 15-country and growing international effort. It is celebrity-studded and full of doctors and researchers and scholars and people who know their stuff who are asking His Holiness Pope Francis to go vegan for the six weeks of Lent that period leading up to Easter when a lot of Christians give up something or other. And they're saying if he is willing to do this, $1 million will be, located, will be donated to the charity of the Holy Father's Choice. Pretty exciting stuff, huh? And I'm hearing in the press it's being called audacious. Well, maybe it is, but you know what? When the planet is in peril, audacious sounds about right. So coming up is someone that you already know. Oh my goodness, you know her from the role of Luna Lovegood in the Harry Potter films. And you know her most recently from Dancing with the Stars, where Ivana Lynch and her wonderful partner got into the final, final, finals. And, you know, to me, they won. I absolutely adore this young woman. She's been on the program before. She is not only an actress and performer, but she is a dedicated vegan activist. She's the co-founder Kinder Beauty, a wonderful cruelty-free and vegan cosmetic box that we're going to be talking about in a little bit. And she's also an ambassador for Million Dollar Vegan. Ivana, welcome to the program.
2: Hi, Victoria.
1: Happy to be back. (laughs) Well, it is so wonderful to talk with you. I'm just crazy about you. Tell your mom and dad that it means a lot to me that they decided to give birth to you.
2: Oh, (laughs) I will. You.
1: so you have a million things going on and speaking of millions let's just jump right in mm-hmm. to the first thing we're going to talk about today the million dollar vegan campaign for which you are an ambassador so i've just told people kind of you know the lay of the land there and what it's about but i wanted to ask you as an ambassador why the pope why was he chosen for this
2: yeah, um, I mean, I think the, the, this campaign, this charity, like it's it's deliberately bold and, and controversial, I suppose. Be, and they wanted to, we want to reach like world leaders, people who have influence. And um, the Pope has spoken about climate change and like our responsibility to be mindful of our consumption. And he spoke about it in his 2015 encyclical letter. and. It's just very clear that he cares about these issues. Um, so, but he has not yet, well, at least publicly, he hasn't made the connection between animal agriculture and climate change. And so, it's the yeah, the point of it is to get people's attention and, to, you know, well, to get the Pope's attention and, and just start an international conversation, because, I mean, as you know, from working on your beautiful documentary, um, that this is kind of a part of the conversation about veganism, which hasn't been touched on so much, like the spiritual aspect of it and our our moral imperative to think about the animals and think about the planet. And, I mean, the, the this campaign and the letter to the Pope is mostly focused on, climate change, um, the, the the environmental um, impact of veganism, um, because that is, it's like the health of the planet, and it affects everyone of all religions. It's something that we,
1: we all must care about. It's so true, and I've thought so much lately, Ivana, about that conversation piece, that one thing you have to say for religious people, whether any individual is religious or not, religious people are willing to wrestle with issues and they might come up with different responses to those issues. I mean, we know they do, but they're really good at the wrestling, but don't bring up food. (laughs) It's like, you can talk about, you know, poverty and war and peace and abortion and all kinds of things. Don't talk about food. I wonder why that is. I know that's true. I I guess it's because it's,
2: it's so personal to the, to each individual, what we eat. And it's so ingrained in us. Like, um, we associate our meals with our family and with love. And so it's just, it's a difficult thing to change when you're confronted with that. Um, I think people, you know, it's easier to get on board with issues where you don't have to do too much, uh, self introspection and you don't have to change too many of your habits. So, um, and it's just like, it's just something that we we want to look away from because it's so horrifying the truth is so horrifying and to acknowledge that you know what's going on in the in 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 agriculture in on these farms is so at odds with our our view of ourselves as you know most people do like to think of themselves as compassionate and kind and loving and then when we see that we're participating in the system which is so vastly the opposite of that. It's just it's it's too hard to address that and to, to realize that you're you're helping perpetrate that. So mm. I think that's why. That's my personal take. Um, well I mean what, what would you say? Why are people so resistant to it? You no, know,
1: I think it's just what you said. And and it, there's a famous um, quote that says, it's easier to get a man to change his religion than to change his diet. Maybe that was Rachel Carson. I can't remember exactly. It was some very smart woman. I remember it was a smart woman. We have a lot of those. Uh, that it's one thing to say, oh, totally. You know, I, I'm I'm on board with that. But when you actually have to make an effort and habits are hard. I mean, I saw the documentary, The True Cost, about uh, people in the garment industry in various countries around the world. And and I've been really trying not to buy clothing from those parts of the world. And yet, if I'm out in the rain and my socks get wet, I run into the nearest you know CVS here in this country, Boots in London. Mm-hmm. And buy some socks and heaven knows where they're made. So I I understand that that change is hard. Now, when we talk about this conversation, it's certainly heated up already. It's been on CNN and it's all over social media. And I saw that somebody said, what are you guys doing trying to bribe a religious leader? (laughs) Is
2: that what you're doing? No, it's definitely not a a bribe at all. No, it's like, um, I think the whole million dollar part of it, like, it, it, it's, as I said, it's, it's like, it's a bold move and it's more, it's, it's, it's an offering, it's respectfully offering and, um, and trying to get attention. So, um, and it's not like saying this is for the Pope. It's like for, it's for putting it forward into other good causes, whatever he decides to do with it. Um, but, but I mean, yeah, I mean, sure people will, will see, we'll see it like that, but to I think to us that million dollar vegan it's it's an offering yeah. yes
1: that's beautiful so what happens to the money if the Pope respectfully declines um then that will go um to
2: so th- this campaign is not a one-off um we will offer it to another great leader of somebody um in another sector we don't know if it will be we don't know who that will be and whether it will be another religious leader but um yeah it's going forward to the next campaign um yeah but we're definitely just trying to get to, to reach people who have that huge influence and Ooh,
1: audience. I'm, I'm sensing oprah <laughs> not a bad show? yeah <laughs> no not bad at all i'm so impressed and, and so excited about this campaign that's in 15 countries so far so it's really really global and in addition to yourself you've got Paul McCartney on board and and Moby and and the actual youth spokesperson is Genesis Butler who has Mm -hmm. been on this program before so some of our listeners are familiar with her I love it that she is the great niece of Cesar Chavez the great farm workers (laughs) leader
2: no, she's a true activist, and she's so she's just the perfect person to really kind of front this campaign because she, you've met her, and anyone who's ever met her, like there's just no ego in her activism at all. She and she's just got so much conviction and and knows exactly what she's doing, and that's just a, it's a real like a calling for her. Um, yeah, she's just wonderful. So there, and the, the website that she's done a lot of videos. Because, like, part of this campaign, it's not just about asking the Pope to be vegan. It's just, as I say, trying to raise awareness on it and and do something that's out there and will make people think and scratch their heads and ask questions. And the the website, like, we've got a lot of resources. Genesis has filmed videos with with chefs, with doctors, with environmentalists, and just all types of people who can kind of guide you and inspire you if you've not... um, not you victoria obviously but you generally to your audience if you if you're not yet vegan or you need some help um and there's yeah there's just there's well there's you can download there's a vegan starter kit on the website um and ideally we'd like if people would also put their name to the letter to the petition
1: then their name
2: add their name to the letter to the pope right excellent (laughs) Um,
1: yeah, yeah, I love that. And that website is spelled out milliondollarvegan.com. dot Yeah, it's, it's million. Fifteen
2: huh? different. Sorry, sorry, to Um, fifteen different countries. So if you go on that website, it will direct you to your relevant website. I think it's in English and Spanish as well. So really trying to reach as many people as possible. And um, it's you know if you you don't have to, it's it's not about as I say, it's not just about this campaign being for lent you can take part of in in million dollar vegan under any context um, and yeah all the resources are there wonderful wonderful the-
1: yeah <laughs> and and are million dollar vegan all all over uh, instagram facebook on uh, twitter it's a uh, numeral 1 m dollar vegan and we'll put all that on the show notes at mainstreetvegan.net so this is thrilling and you have some other exciting things going on. You have a brand new business, Kinder Beauty. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Kinder Beauty is um, a vegan beauty box a subscription box um, that I founded with a friend, Daniela Monet, who's also an actress and uh, activist and influencer. And um, I think that just something you know, part of my vegan journey has been to go cruelty-free in, um, my cosmetics and makeup and everything. But I found it so much harder than, um, the diet because it's really confusing. Like not everything that's cruelty-free is vegan, which sounds like contradiction in terms. And like a lot of companies, you know, they do a lot of work to say, uh, we're all ethical and cruelty-free and everything, but they don't think about the other aspects, you know, like things like carmine or um, the beeswax and just all these funky little ingredients <laughs> that 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 somehow fall into the spectrum of cruelty free still. So we wanted to. We kind of realized we're like this is something we're passionate about, and we're also passionate about veganism being feeling like fun and joyful and something that you like participating in, and and that you don't have to give up everything you loved. And Danielle and I obviously we both work in um in the media and part of that job is to make sure you look presentable and everything so beauty has been a passion of both for both of us so we just kind of we had a mutual friend andrew um and he he andrew bernstein and he started working at this um he had he had experience in doing subscription boxes and we just kind of said we should do something that like makes it easy and takes out all the guesswork for people and it's and i also think it's hard to like to um to like transition your kit at once you know it's hard and it's expensive so the beauty box is, the idea is that um, you'll get products sent to you once a month and you can gradually transition all your things as you're learning about these brands, these ethical brands. And and the other nice thing about it is that they're usually small brands with a lot of heart and um, a lot of them founded by women. And that's all about what we want to support. And, and, and that a lot of people, you know, who, who are vegan, they do it because they're mindful consumers and they want to support people who share the same values. So, that is, in a nutshell, <laughs> what we're trying to do.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful! So, is this available just in the UK? Is it around the world? Who can get it?
2: It's yes, around the world. Um, I mean, we're based in the US, but shipping to the rest of the world—I uh, think it's the rest of the world, or maybe it's Europe. But anyway, it's two ninety-five for the rest of the world. So, we've done our best to keep it really reasonable. Oh, you um, have indeed. Yeah. <laughs> and you no, know, it's, it's available to everyone. I sent my mom and
1: my sister's boxes and they're all delighted with that.
3: And so <laughs>
2: yeah, so,
1: so. are these just color cosmetics or skincare as well?
2: Yeah, it's, it's skincare and makeup. Um, so, so both it's, um, it's actually more challenging to find makeup. There's so many mm-hmm. vegan, um, skincare companies. It's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, um, so we, we like, we really strive to keep a balance.
1: Um, Yeah. So are you looking for non-toxic as well? I know I I won't mention a brand here, but I'm absolutely crazy about a brand that's really easy to get here in New York city. It's very reasonably priced, but oh my gosh, you know, it's got a lot of stuff in it that I don't want to be absorbing through my skin. Are you paying attention to that kind of thing too? Yeah, we're doing our best
2: and that's sort of our brand aesthetic and our brand like, yeah, it, that we try and keep it green and, and simple. Um, and, uh, you know, another part of it is all our, all our packaging is totally recyclable. It's soy-based ink.
0: Um,
2: but it is hard to have, a you know, a new business and set too many limitations. You know, it's true. everything has to be cruelty-free and everything has to be... <laughs> and it's just like it, when you're trying to find yourself so I, it's we're not completely that way. Yeah,
1: yeah. But we we do our best to be mindful. Yeah, Aww. I I knew you would. You're just a mindful <laughs> kind of gal. I guess so.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. this is exciting! Well, I'm gonna get on that subscription service. I would love. To, is it m- monthly? Yes, it is monthly. Yeah. So you can oh.
2: sign up for
1: three months or six months or twelve months, however. Oh, that however, sounds fun. So that you can gift it. Yeah. Well, that is like a uh, Santa comes with the letter carrier. I like it. Yeah. So, you never know what you're going to get. That's right. Mm-hmm. Except that it's going to be vegan and cruelty free and make you look good. <laughs> so since you were on the program last, Ivana, you did Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Tell yeah. us what that was like.
2: Oh, my God. It was the best experience. I loved it like from start to finish it was so fun it was so much hard work though like they really dancers are some of the hardest working people I've ever met they're just very disciplined and they're very passionate and it was just it was awesome to be around that but but it was also like I found it stressful like the whole thing of being on camera the whole time because it is a reality tv show and they're watching everything and they're trying to build a narrative and there'd be some days I'd be like, I don't feel very interesting today or very photogenic. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was pressure. And I think I'm also like, my natural personality is I'm more introverted. I like to observe and that, that works fine for being an actor. But then being a reality TV star, it was like, <laughs> sometimes there was like pressure to be more big and interesting. So um, that was hard, but the dancing was great and fun. And they were very... Um, they were very kind about my beliefs like I and I, I actually I haven't always had the confidence to say that on on film or TV jobs because I think, you know, as an actor, whenever you get work, you're like, oh, thank God. I just yeah. don't I just want to keep this job. Um, but this one, I was like, you know what? It's a big um, it's a very big production and it's an opportunity for m- me to just, I suppose, level up as a vegan <laughs> and I. Um, I, so I asked them, I said straight up, I was like, I am vegan. I don't want to wear feathers or leather or anything because it is, you know, the costumes are a big part of that show and they do use feathers um, and and all the dancing shoes were um, leather. So I had to like, I had to be very clear about those needs and they were really great. They went and got special vegan dance shoes. They even got, because we had to do one week, we had to do country night and they got Vegan um, cowboy, boots, dance oh. cowboy boots. Did yeah. they get
1: those from Kat Mendenhall? Do you know? I don't think so. I suggest. Okay. I was like, please, but I think <laughs> they're really out of their budget. <laughs> okay, well, all is well as as yeah. long as no animals were harmed. <laughs> well, it it was wonderful to see you. And just really quickly, what was your favorite dance? Ooh, um,
2: oh gosh, I love doing the rumba. The rumba was like challenging and it's just very beautiful and romantic and i i think for me it was a good personal challenge because i've having become known in as 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 a teenager and being young it was like i've struggled to like be an adult sometimes so yes it's nice to be like okay i'm gonna just tap into that like feminine woman whatever side
1: oh i saw
2: that one it was
1: wonderful absolutely yeah. <laughs> wonderful i'm glad it was your favorite well, <laughs> Ivana Lynch, uh, you are so delightful, and I'm, I'm so happy that you could make the time to see us today. Uh, for the Kinder Beauty Box, everybody, it's kinderbeauty.com and on Facebook, um, Twitter, and Instagram, Kinder Beauty Box. And we will put all that on the show notes at mainstreetvegan.net. Mm-hmm. Ivana, bless your heart. Thanks for all you do. Thank you,
2: Victoria, and congratulations on your documentary. I just loved it. I, I mean, I'm sure your listeners will go and see it, but I was very fortunate to watch it this weekend. And I just, it so spoke to my heart and not, not a lot of vegan documentaries do that. They're all about the facts and uh, why you should. And this was something, yeah, there's, it's, it's, it's deeper than that. And I just loved it. And I cannot wait to show my family.
1: Oh, bless you. Well, you, you made my day and we are going to do the world premiere in New York, March 5th. Just in line with Million Dollar Vegan right before Lent. But then we'll have one in in London in May. So hopefully you can see that and we can hang out and play with makeup. I'd love it, yeah. Okay, thanks Amelia and Ivana. Everybody else, stay with us. We'll be back with Susie Amos Cameron and Saving the Planet.
0: Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unity Online Radio is bringing the message of unity to thousands of spiritual seekers around the world. If you enjoy our programming, we invite you to support it by visiting unityonlineradio.org and And clicking on Donate Now. Help us continue to provide inspiring content to everyone. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Meditation Minute with Paulette Pipe.
4: So, as always, we begin our time of meditation by first taking account of what we're feeling. Those sights that we're seeing, those sensations that we're experiencing, and each breath that we breathe. Notice where in your body you're experiencing those sensations. Let your breathing find its own rhythm as we begin the process of letting go, the process of relaxation. Remember why we're here.
0: To hear more from Paulette Pipe and touching the stillness, visit the archives section at unityonlineradio.org.
4: Now's the time to register for this year's Heart of Healing Retreat, hosted by the leaders of the Silent Unity Prayer Ministry. Imagine coming to the beautiful campus of Unity Village, with its fountains and rose garden, to rest and renew your spirit as you explore the spiritual principles of healing. You'll spend time in silence as well as celebration. The retreat is April 25th to 28th, with an early bird discount before March 1st. Visit unity.org slash silentunityretreat.
0: If you're looking to deepen your spiritual journey, Unity Magazine is your go-to source for information and inspiration. It's been beautifully redesigned and packed with interesting articles and compelling interviews from today's spiritual thought leaders. You'll find science, spirituality, and healing with a look at Eastern philosophies, meditation, as well as completely new ways to interpret the Bible. Plus, reviews on the latest spiritual books and music. Get a free trial issue at unitymagazine.org.
4: Stretch your mind and open your heart every Thursday at 10 a.m. Central with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien and the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way. Gain insights into spiritual principles that touch upon the most practical aspects of our lives, like work, relationships, health, and diet. Discover time-tested practices from the ancient system of Kriya Yoga, a philosophy for living a more fulfilled life in today's hectic world. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
0: Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to Main Street Vegan with your host, Victoria Moran.
1: Welcome back to the Main Street Vegan program, where today we are about powerful women saving this planet. And we are looking for a few good men and a few more good women to join in these wonderful efforts to make a huge difference for Mother Earth. My guest in this segment is someone that I have been waiting to talk with for years and years. You know how somebody will tell you that somebody is doing something amazing, and then you read about them online and in the press, and then one day your paths cross, and that's a pretty great day. She is Susie Amos Cameron, environmental advocate. Mother of five, former actor and model. Now, with her sister, Rebecca Amos, Susie founded Muse School. You've read about that. The first school in the country to have a plant-based lunch program and I hear that that's going to be growing and being more than just one school we'll find out Susie also founded red carpet green dress with her husband director James Cameron and Susie herself founded plant powered task force Cameron family farms food forest organics oh my goodness it goes on and on you sound really busy and thank you so much for being on our program
3: well, thanks, Victoria. I'm really, really excited about being here. Oh, and, I, and I see
1: I read that wrong. It was with your husband that you founded these last three things, the task force, the farms, and the organics. So we, we don't want to ever not give spouses credit where it's due. So yes, exactly. one meal a day for the planet. That's the big deal right now. Tell us what that is and uh, how we can help you out.
3: Yeah, so um, OMD happened. It was uh, it's been quite an interesting journey. Um, About seven years ago, actually May sixth will be um, our or May seventh will be our seven year anniversary of being plant based, and and we ended up watching Forks Over Knives seven years ago uh, in May, and it just completely rocked our world, changed everything that we do. Um, every investment that we make, every, every life choice that we make seems to go now through that plant-based lens and how that's going to make an impact on the environment. Obviously, all of the benefits of that are, are health benefits and for the animals and your waistline and your sex life and all of those things, of course, um, but I think my, my main, and I know Jim's too, I can speak for him, my hubby, uh, but is you know is in around the um, environmental aspects of it. So OMD is one meal a day. It's about changing one of your meals a day to a plant based meal. And the idea around that came from the school from news. <clears throat> and what happened after we watched Forks Over Knives is that. We started to learn all about the health benefits and felt like we had been completely bamboozled and been advertised to our whole lives that we need meat to have strong bodies and we need dairy to have strong bones and teeth, and it's quite the antithesis of that. It's actually not only do you not need it, it's really bad for you, and it was during that time that jim started educating me on all of the environmental impacts of animal agriculture and something that i think a lot of people don't really know but it's the second leading cause of greenhouse gases and climate change more than all transportation combined so that was another moment for me where i had felt like I hadn't been told the whole story. I had been working in environmental circles for decades, and no one had talked about animal agriculture. They talked about dead zones. They talked about deforestation and biodiversity loss and ocean acidification and melting glaciers and climate change and you know all the horrific things that, that we hear about all of the time. But no one, no one ever mentioned anything about... Animal agriculture and the fact that it's the second leading cause of climate change was really a, a wake up call for me. So, the school that you mentioned earlier that I founded with my sister Rebecca Amos, Muse School, is an environmental school. It's also passionate, interest based learning. We start at two years old and we go all the way through 12th grade. And so the children are – it's all completely solar-powered, and, you know, we we thought we were doing all of the right things to be as environmentally friendly as we possibly could. And we were feeding the children the same way we were eating in our own home with grass-fed beef and organic dairy and free-range chickens and cage-free eggs and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, after forks overnight, we realized, you know, no, we're not really feeding them healthy. We're kind of poisoning them and poisoning the planet as well. So I looked at my sister one day and I said, you know, we can't call ourselves an environmental school anymore and still be serving animal products. And we made a decision to take the school plant-based. And we took we made the deci- we made the <clears throat> announcement in uh january of 14 and we said that we would be 100% plant based by fall of 15 so during that time we created news talks and every month we had a different speaker come into the school and we had doctors we had climate scientists we had athletes we had authors and chefs and they would spend the day with the children speaking to them in developmentally appropriate ways. And then in the evening, we would invite all of the grown-ups, parents and teachers and, you know, even people from outside of our school community to come and listen to these amazing speakers and give them a glass of wine and some beautiful vegan food. And and we just thought we were completely on the right path of, of getting body, everyone on board and educating them about being plant-based and when we ultimately said okay we're doing it it's happening it was mutiny it was full on complete and total mutiny we lost 50% of our family oh my goodness and, and you're in california yeah. right <clears throat> correct yeah so the school oh. is in calabasas and um anyway we lost all these families and we the, the good part of that is that we quickly regained our enrollment and we sur- we have since surpassed it and people from all over the United States and even, you know, some families from Europe have moved here to go to the school because it is plant-based. So it's, it's definitely, you know, on our radar, but one day our head of school, Jeff King, got very frustrated. And this was after we had doctors giving, Neil Barnard gave us a beautiful document about raising children plant-based, which is in my book, OMD. And Uh, he got very frustrated one day with the families and he said, people, you can give them eggs and bacon in the morning and you can give them a burger at night. It's one meal a day. It's OMD. So that's where OMD started. And what we found was, you know, when Jim and I, and I'm sure that there are people listening that have experienced this too, but when when Jim and I went plant-based, we got up on our soapbox like there was nobody's business, telling everybody, oh, my God, you just have to, like, you know, blow up your kitchen overnight, 24 hours later, and go cold turkey, you know, and people would see us coming, and they just would turn around and walk away,
0: mm-hmm. because
3: it was so, I mean, we were just, we were so excited about our new lifestyle, and felt so great, and had so much energy, and you know, knew that that all of the health benefits, and so, you know, we have cancer and heart disease in our families, and and people that we loved, we had all this information now, and we just wanted to share it, but we really went about it in a way that was not very well received, and what I have found out with OMD is that immediately when you talk about it, people, they relax, and they think, oh, well, that that seems reasonable. I can do one meal a day. You know, that seems easy to do. Put soy milk or almond milk on my cereal instead of cow's milk or have a bean and veggie burrito instead of a beef burrito or tomato sauce on my pasta instead of beef sauce. And what's fascinating is typically people decide to do one meal a day and then they don't have that mid-morning dip or they don't have that afternoon dip or they – sleep better they don't have acid reflux they stop snoring and then they end up doing two so it's a little bit of a Trojan horse because in a perfect world I would want everybody to go completely plant-based but the empowerment of making a choice of what you're putting on your plate every day so I used to wake up really gutted and depressed pretty much every morning, wondering what else I could do as an individual to help make the world a better place for all of our children to grow up in. And I I knew that, I know that I'm in a unique position and I can start schools and and organizations and eco dress design contests and things like that, but I knew that it really wasn't scratching the surface. And with OMD, one person changing one of their meals a day for one year will save 200,000 gallons of water and the carbon equivalent of driving from Los Angeles to New York. So, yes, you can, if you can afford it, get solar and drive an electric car and change your light bulbs, but you can make an enormous, enormous difference in helping to move the needle on climate change just by putting plant-based food on your
1: plate. So exciting. So the book, everybody, is OMD, The Simple Plant-Based Program to Save Your Health, Save Your Waistline, and Save the Planet. The website is omdfortheplanet.com. And I'm so happy that you explained how this came about, Susie, because I think a lot of people who have been at this a long time, who do this 100% of the time with great commitment on a great many levels, get impatient with people who are saying, well, why don't you just tell him to go all the way? Well, because there are a lot of people that we're going to get with part way that are going to run in the opposite direction with a different message. So I applaud you. So tell us, what is the most exciting thing happening right now, today, with OMD, and what can our listeners be doing to get on board with that?
3: So, um, yeah, so I've been on the road, uh, on a book tour, and just been having a blast doing it, because every, it doesn't matter what country I'm in, I'm just having a lot of, the, the feedback has been amazing of, you know, just how doable it is and how many stories are coming up. So that's been really incredibly inspiring. But I swear everything that I do from the moment I wake up in the morning until I go to bed at night, except for, you know, being a mommy and, you know, taking care of um, home life and things like that is based around um spreading this message of plant-based eating. And one of the things that we're really excited about, you mentioned it earlier, is MUSE School. Um, we've, we're in our 13th year now, and we are franchising MUSE schools around the world. And we already have contracts in China, and we're negotiating in Singapore and the UK and, and quite a few areas in the US already um but they will all have the same philosophy of being um, environmental schools with passion and interest based learning and they will all be have a strong seed to table program and they will all be plant based so they will be you know infecting all of these darling little children um, to understand how important it is to eat plant based and then those little darling children go in and infect their mommies and daddies and aunties and uncles. So uh, so we're realizing the ripple effect of that. And um, the other really exciting thing that's happening is that we are creating OMD food products. So after Jim and I went plant-based, we really did change the way we were investing and, and doing other businesses besides filmmaking and schools and things like that. And we have... Uh, built a pulse fractionation plant up in saskatchewan and pulses we've got lentils fava beans peas um, and we are creating plant proteins out of those pulses and working with the food center up in saskatchewan to make food products so we've got all kinds of things for anything from snacks to things on the shelf to things in the refrigerator to things in the freezer, and we will be starting to launch those in beginning of April in Canada, and probably pretty quickly rolling out to the U.S. Um, with, with the products, too. So we're really, really excited about that, and we're building in a carbon credit program with the OMB products um, because the amount of carbon that you can save by eating plant-based is
1: enormous. And that is something people don't know. You know, a few people have heard about the methane, but the carbon connection is still surprising to so many people. So thank you for getting that out there. I I want to ask you, Susie, why you think that people who seem to be so aware in so many areas, as you were talking about Muse School, I was thinking about other sort of alternative and more enlightened kinds of schools, you know, Waldorf, and, and I think of some Quaker schools. Why why is this food thing the last thing that people seem to get?
3: Um, I think the main reason why is that, People just don't know the advertising from the beef and dairy industry is such a huge machine. And even the, even the majority of doctors are not, they don't study nutrition in, I think they get, you know, whatever it is, seven hours of nutrition during their, during all of their schooling. And so even doctors don't know. And, so it's, it's confusing. I mean, I have had, I don't know how many new moms, you know, come and ask me, because you know, I say to them, don't wean your child to cow's milk. That's like the worst thing you can do. And they will come to me and they'll say, yeah, but my doctor says that my children need that. They need that for the protein and the calcium. And, you know, some they, doctors can be, um, really can feel intimidating um, and so it's it's very confusing out there so I would just implore people to you know to read books by plant-based doctors and really understand just how important it is to feed your children a whole food plant-based diet um, and you know for for adults too and I also think that it's it's also based around addiction you know it's I mean, I know for me, cheese was the hardest thing to give up. And I couldn't figure out why, except, you know, I mean, I've, I lived in France for three and a half years, so I certainly know a good cheese and delicious yogurt and milk and those kinds of things. But it's actually physically addictive because there are naturally occurring opiates in all mammals' milk. And you get, I think, you know, six to ten times the amount of opiates by drinking cow's milk than you would just regular uh, human breast milk, which, you know, as adults, we're not going to do that, duh. (laughs) Uh, But um, I just think a lot of people don't know, and they're getting positive reinforcement from the advertising and from their doctors that, you know, that they still need that, they still need meat to have strong bodies and, and dairy to have strong bones. But you know that it is it is really shifting. And not just here in the States, but everywhere I travel, you just you you're seeing all kinds of different products showing up in grocery stores around the world. Restaurants have more and more plant based options. And you know, you see all these, you know, youngsters, these young whippersnappers out there that are, that are plant-based, and they're doing it for ethical reasons, for the animals, they're doing it for the environment and understanding, you know, the, the, the health benefits of it. So it's, it's really moving, and if you think about the fact that beef industry companies, the beef companies and the dairy companies are now investing in plant-based meats and plant-based milks you just have to follow the money. They know where it's trending, so it's 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 a very positive outlook that all of that it, is happening. And every time that happens, it helps our planet. Oh, it's so
1: so important. Now, since you are on the West Coast, where so many trends begin, and since you move uh, in the circles of lots of trendsetters, what do you see with plant-based versus? keto and that whole thing. Are you still seeing much of that incredible backlash?
3: Uh yeah, I hear about the keto diets. I mean, it's, you know, ultimately it's just reskinned uh Atkins and I mean, <laughs> isn't it the truth? It, it is. It is. I mean, they, you know, they just keep, you know, it's they just keep reskinning it. Um but, I, you know, eventually, I just, you know, am incredibly hopeful. I mean, it's, I don't want for people to get ill, obviously, but anybody staying on a keto diet for any period of time, they are going to get disease. Yeah. It's the science. The science points right to it. So um, I think eventually people are going to figure it out. It's, it was not a conversation. Six years ago in the way that it is now and you know I think I think with all of the information on the internet I mean I just I just think that it's um, news moves so much faster now than it did you know call it 20 years ago so um, it's moving it's moving but Mm -hmm. they're they're gonna figure it Mm out they're gonna
1: figure it out yeah well, and we do have, I think, the only diet that's not a diet. I mean, this is this is a way of life that can save this planet, that can do so many remarkable things for, for people and other beings and morally and spiritually as well as health. It's just, it's a no-brainer. But I love what you said about Atkins. I, I've often thought, if you don't believe in reincarnation, look at Dr. Atkins and maybe you'll change your mind because that... That way of eating, it just keeps coming back. But um, yeah, one of these days, it, it's probably going to come to its last gasp because of the planetary connection. And I think also because of people's consciousness. I used to have a spiritual teacher who would talk about the upward progression of the universe. And eating animals is, is going backwards, not upwards. So tell us, Susie, what your life is like in the way that you incorporate this way of eating, this way of living into a really busy life with five kids. What do you do when you get up in the morning?
3: Um, Hit the ground running. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I, I, I have to point it back to plant-based eating because I have an enormous amount of energy And I, you know, the first thing I do is I wake up and I get my children ready for school. And, you know, um, and then I I dive into my day. I always take time for myself uh, in the mornings with, you know, even a a short little bit of meditation and journaling and things like that. And then I, I typically... I I work out usually twice a day now. Um so but it consists of a, a really strong workout in the morning after the kids get off to school and um and then my day is typically full of um well things like this now. It's things like this and meetings and phone calls and you know, we're in the midst of all of the OMD food products and, and Muse global, so that's that's taking a lot of um Um, enthusiastic energy to get those you know launched and off the ground and then typically at the end of the day I I will put my earbuds in and go for a a nice hike up the hill Um, and I mean I either do phone calls at the end of the day or listen to podcasts or books on tape Um, I love to read and it's I have a really um i don't have a lot of time to sit and read books um so and I, cause I kind of prefer to be on the go so i listen to a lot of a lot of books um my two favorite books that are just blowing my mind right now are um by michael singer one is the untethered soul
0: mm-hmm. and then the next
3: book is the surrender experiment and they're talk about consciousness and our human experience they're Beautiful
1: book., I went to an Ayurvedic course in, in the town where he lives, so we went three times to uh, his home and compound and he was teaching and others were lecturing as well. Is he plant-based? Do you have any sense? <laughs> Michael Singer.
3: I, you know from his um, years of meditation that he talks about in the book, I know there were times when he would just have, like, a dinner salad every other day. I mean, that's when he Mm -hmm. was really, you know, like, alone in the woods. I don't know, actually. Um, I would be willing to bet that he probably is, because he's always talking about sentient beings and um, our experience as humans. Um, Well, that's good. That's so cool. Well, so cool you got to go. Did you need it? We just need all the cosmic people
1: to to be... To be vegan, ideally, and if they want to start with OMD, that's a great thing, too. OMD, one meal a day for the planet. Susie Amos Cameron, bless you for all you're doing in the world and all you're going to be doing. You know what? The future can actually look bright. Thanks to Unity Online Radio, and thanks to you for listening. God bless you. Eat your veggies.
0: Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Giesemann, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope.